Today's episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by NightChannels.com. Night Channels has tons of shirts and hoodies featuring all kinds of horror themes, movies, and bands. If you like scaring people with your attire, NightChannels.com is for you because a lot of this apparel is totally unique and hard to find while also being graphic and disturbing. Show everyone how hard you fuck by wearing an Akira-themed hoodie, or maybe a shirt that proclaims your love for Satan, or, my favorite, a Mayhem black metal shirt or alien hoodie. No matter what you are looking for, there is something for everyone at nightchannels.com, and if you use promo code HMT at checkout, you get 13% off your order. More about nightchannels.com in the mid-roll. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bruce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, <laughs> and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. Uh, you guys, we got a great show lined up for you today. We have, uh, but first you should check out our website, horrormovietalk.com. From there, you'll find links to all of our social media. Uh, we post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us and leave us a rating if you're on Apple podcast. You can also call the show, leave us a voicemail with your opinions or, uh, you know, what you hate about the show at 682-253-4468. With us today, I have a very special guest from 13podcast.com. This is Ian Epperson. Say hello, Ian. How's it going, everybody? We're doing well. Thanks for asking. Can can you tell us a little bit about uh, 13? Yeah, so we are a uh, spooky audio drama series. It's uh, movies for your ears, scripted uh, fiction shows. It's the old radio dramas from the 40s and 50s before television, but brought up to speed in the modern world. We tell uh, spooky atmospheric stories, um, specializing in that kind of slow burn atmospheric feel. Yeah, that's that's really accurate, according to the the episodes that I've listened to. And um, and you guys should really check out this podcast, because let me tell you, uh, they have good production quality and no burps. There's <laughs> <laughs> they like edit all of them out. Yeah, they they take a lot of care and it's like they care about your ears. And then also they uh, they they have some really entertaining long form stories that are are they basically uh, novellas kind of? Uh, yeah, they're um, uh, they're about an hour long. Our shortest one, I think, is 48 minutes. Our longest one is a two-parter that turned out to be like two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I've had a good time listening to it. I mean, normally, uh, this is not something I seek out, but, uh, but when I heard about you guys, I, I started listening to them. And I was only going to listen to one so I could just get the feel for it. But I'm going to be honest with you. There was enough, like, 
scintillating sexy stuff in the one that I listened to <laughs> that I was like, yeah, this is all right. I could, I could, uh, I could listen to more, more of this. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you guys should check them out. Um, any, any place, uh, people in particular should go to find you. Uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, uh, we should be wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. So check them out. That's 13 podcast.com is your website. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one. Cool. Well, we've got a great show for you guys today. Um, we Today we will be talking about The Dark and the Wicked, uh, which came out in November of 2020, so just only a couple months ago. Uh, we'll start out by giving a brief re- review and our score for the movie. We do score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being terrible, 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 5 being totally average, uh, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries after we give our score we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film and later today in the episode (laughs) we will do it we will be doing the second run of one of my very favorite games frankie mcdonald or horror movie um so you guys should definitely stick around following the final recommendations is it gonna be me against ian yes since we have an actual player i'm pumped Yes, you're going to have to figure out if the clip I'm... Oh, oh no, he can hear it. He yeah, can yeah, hear he stuff. Can okay, hear good, it, yeah. good, good, good. Um, yeah, you're going to have to figure out if the clip I'm playing is Frankie McDonald, famed uh, weather enthusiast, or if it's a horror movie. So, um, with that, let's get into it. We have been told that we needed to see The Dark and the Wicked by several of our friends and listeners, and I can kind of see why. This is a scary movie if paranormal subject matter is your thing, but if you're a slasher fan, you're probably... Going to be bored out of your gourd. Yeah, you're probably going to be bored out of your gourd. I, I don't know. Um, so, uh, actually, Ian, are you are, are you a particular... Uh, do you have a particular subgenre of horror movies that you enjoy? Yeah, I like... Uh, I've, honestly, this was on my watch list already. So when you guys told me this was the uh, the movie we were doing, I was pretty pumped. Um, but I like the uh, I like the satanic, I like the uh, occulty stuff. I also like the slashers. Not a huge not a huge torture movie guy, mm. but uh, you tell me a good ghost story, you tell me a good demonic story. I love it. Great. Well, this uh, I I bet this I bet this tickled at least a few of your uh, a few of your feels. So let's get into the trailer. Here we go. saying things she would sit right beside him just whispering but she wasn't talking to him we found it in her pocket she didn't believe in God what was the matter whether he believed I found mom's diary what if she saw something out there. Told y'all not to come. Oh, 
There are things in this world, horrible things, wicked, and they come for whoever they want. I saw something. She wasn't crazy. Do you smell him? He's close now. He's not out there. He's already here. Who's already here? Uh, the Dark and the Wicked is currently available on YouTube and Amazon for a couple of bucks, uh, but soon it will be a Shutter exclusive. Uh, my synopsis for The Dark and the Wicked is that it's a story of a family of grown adult children, Louise, played by Marin Ireland, and Michael, played by Michael Abbott Jr., and their aging parents. Their mother, played by Julia Oliver Touchstone, has been taking care of their father, played by Michael Zagst, whose health is, is failing, leaving him non-responsive and bedridden. Mom has also been doing her best to take care of the family farm, in an unmentioned American rural area somewhere in the heartland. It's in Texas. Is it? Yeah. I mean, that's where it was filmed, but I don't know if that's they, where... They mentioned Texas. I can't remember if they said the actual city, but... Okay. Yeah. Well, good to know. Uh, the kids are back at home trying to help their mother with the care of their ailing father, um, but mom seems to be kind of haunted by something that creeps into the property at night, and, uh, and so she uh, seems to beg her children to leave. As the story progresses, we begin to learn about the family's lack of faith, and everyone gets more dark and wicked shit than they bargained for. Um, my review for The Dark and the Wicked is this movie was directed by Brian Bertino, who was the writer and director for The Strangers from 2008, and the, produ and the producer for The Black Coat's Daughter. So if, uh, if those... Uh, are movies that you've seen and enjoy. This is actually pretty similar, and the uh, and to in kind of the ambiance and feel to those those movies. I I really enjoyed The Strangers from two thousand and eight. So. Also a producer on The Monster. Is that is that, is the, that the one I'm thinking? It, it was that Monster <laughs> from two thousand ten. I think it's. No, this is a different one. Never mind. Right, right. I, I think it's Monsters right. from 2010. That's what I was thinking of. thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so The Dark and the Wicked is a serious movie that doesn't offer a lot in the way of light moments or levity of any kind. It starts serious and spooky, and it does a good job of keeping that ramp going until the end. The settings are bleak and run down, and the characters are sad and in a state of mourning almost constantly. Add to that, there is something that seems to be preying on this family and trying to tear them apart. And you have a movie that might not be for everyone just because it's pretty intense and sad. Uh, with that being said, we here at HMT are pretty jaded, but uh, this movie uh, set my spook detector off more than a few times. The imagery is disturbing. The scares are not always easy to feel coming. And there are a few scenes that made me distinctly uncomfortable. Uh, the Dark and Wicked is a strong entry into the paranormal horror subgenre and is a must-see for anyone who really needs to be subjected to unpleasantness. <laughs> what did you think about it, Bryce? Um, <clears throat> it was good. It was really atmospheric. Um, 
I wasn't blown away by it. Um, mostly just because there wasn't, there was less story than I'd like in terms of like interpersonal stuff. I mean, it was, it was very simple in terms of the main characters. It's like, they're all there from out of town and they're all mourning and trying to figure out how to take care of the farm and their dad after events happen. And, uh, it really reminded me of the wind in terms of like the, yeah. the, um, tone and like the dreadfulness and kind of the monster as well. Right. And because it doesn't or lack of ever, monster, yeah, it never really shows anything. Yeah. Um, and the, the difference with this and the wind is that there's just a lot more going on in the wind. Like there is the characters were more filled out. Like the, the yeah. situation was more filled out with like, stuff happening between the characters and and like and all that to serve as a backdrop to spooky ghost story that's a good point the wind really was um, more story focused and this was kind of you're on rails with them moment to moment kind right. of and not there was not a lot of um character development necessarily there wasn't a lot of story yeah. Um, aside uh, from the things that happened, just right. occurrences. I mean, the characters are good. I mean, they yeah. You get a good sense of who each of them are, um, and it's interesting, like some of the revelations um, over time. But it just wasn't. There wasn't enough for me. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's a good movie. I liked it. It's it's a really good one if you're into slow, um, like dreadful, yes, uh, paced, moody movies um yeah. you'll you'll be into this like for, this is the type of movie that really relies on like the score <laughs> that's what i noticed is that the the music was really kind of the main character yes in this movie yeah the music in this was on point the whole way through it was very impressive what did uh what did you think of the movie ian i thought it was a good movie i enjoyed it um um i agree with bryce actually on a lot there i think the score did a lot of the work uh, the music department did some real heavy lifting for this and that's not to take away from the acting or the writing, but it would, it really was phenomenal in the tone setting. Um, I also would have loved to have seen more character development. The scares were good. The scares came in, uh, from a couple different directions. The ones you can see coming where they build up the music and it's dreadful and it's suspenseful, but then there's a few that come out of nowhere um, that, uh, that surprised me. And I always liked that. Um, I will say that, that at a certain point I kind of wondered, well, I don't know if we wanted to get into spoilers yet, but, um, there was, a uh, a, a little redundancy to it after a while, I think. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I felt. That's definitely true. This, and, and you guys both kind of were able to flesh out what mm -hmm. I had feelings about, but, uh, wasn't able to, to really describe fully, which is, yeah, this seems to be a, uh, if you've seen, uh, terrified or aterrados from, uh, <laughs> From Argentina in 2017, it's a Shutter exclusive. That is a, it's just a, just a scare factory. It's just like, here's a new way to scare you. Here's a new way to scare you. This will scare you. And there's not a whole lot of, uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting in that it's, 
it's fucking weird, but um, but it's not. Yeah, they're all great scares. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I, I have no complaints about the scares. Yeah, no, no same here. Else. Yeah, but it's just uh, that's th- this is just a factory of scares and uh, and and unsettling imagery and themes and that kind of thing. And yeah, um, yeah. Full disclosure: I was the drunkest I've ever been <laughs> while watching this movie, like literally. So this. Not completely cloudy, but I, um, I don't remember many of the scares other than the, a few that just really stand out. Um, so I'll be interested in hearing some of these. How some the of these movie beats. ended? <laughs> no, I remember how. Oh God damn! How did it end? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's also a testament of like, you know, I'm still pretty good, p- still pretty sharp because I remember Texas and I was the drunkest i've ever been well but you keep saying that as though it has tremendous weight but you've never been Mm. terribly drunk bryce is an ex-mormon yeah and so and so the depths of drunkenness i don't think bryce is fully plumbed yet no i got to the point where at the end i was not feeling great and i was like about two (laughs) steps away from throwing up oh wow that's pretty drunk yeah so I was, I was like, just sitting on the couch with my eyes closed and just like, maintain, Bryce, maintain. And then I fell asleep. And then Aaron came out at like three or four in the morning. And was wow. Like, hey, you're snoring. You should probably come to bed. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. You know, actually, I would like, uh, I, I have some homework for you. I, I would like you to take two pictures, one of your notes when you started taking notes. <laughs> And one of your notes when when they end, and then put that on our Instagram. Here, I'll show I'll show Ian. I showed you. Let's see if um, his notes start off. Uh, I know. mean, I don't have great handwriting in the first place. I don't know if you can see that. That's okay. that's the yeah. start. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, <laughs> this is the end. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Just visual- like about triples in size and real loose. Yeah, visual representation of, of Bryce's inebriation. Those are some fast-moving notes. You're flipping pages. You're hitting the high points. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, you're giving him way too much credit. <laughs> um, okay, so my score uh, for The Dark and the Wicked, out of 10, I give this I give this an 8. Um, it was so uncomfortable that my seasoned veteran – uh, wife was just just was like nah fuck this I'm out of here <laughs> and uh, that's a pretty good gauge she could have handled it but uh, it would not have been pleasant for her and uh, and frankly it, it gave me some gross feels which is appreciated so um and and like like has been said so far the scares were um, pretty good and 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 came out of left field more often than not which is uh which is a tip of the hat to this movie so eight out of ten for me what did you think Bryce um, I mean, I was thinking either a six or a seven, the, the, just because, like I said, there wasn't as much going on as I'd like, but I, I'll, I'll give it a seven because of just the tone was really well, um, well executed and also one or two scenes that were just, I mean, they're going to stick with me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. There are a few scenes in this. I mean, especially with, with mommy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we all know what you're talking about. What did What did you think, Ian? What score are you going to give it? I'm going to give it an eight too. Um, production quality was great. There was a lot of thought that went into the sound and the uh, 
podcast guys, we think about sound a lot, but uh-huh. um, um, I love movies that give me sound that I believe, but when I think about, it, I know isn't real. You know, that's it. Like when a- you flip on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, yeah. Uh, like when they flip on the lights and you hear that clunking sound, like it makes so much sense and it feels so good in the moment. And you're like, wait, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Um, it's not what lights sound like, but I believe something so unreal in that moment. It's good. Um, the score was great. Um, even the scares that you can see coming get you in a way you didn't quite think they were going to get you. You know? Yeah. And some of them are real subtle, and yeah, I think that's good stuff. The, um, um, there were a couple of them that are going to stick with me, uh, especially toward the end there that, uh, um, yeah, probably bring that down from like a nine or a 10 for me. Yeah, it's definitely not, it's definitely not classic material, but I mean, it's, it's good enough that I would recommend it anyone who's a fan of horror movies to see it. Um, because I don't know, you just... So frequently you see movies that are just average or below average and, mm-hmm. and they're just, you know, the horror movie genre is so rife with a bunch of mediocrity that, that it's yeah. nice when something actually works. So, okay. So two eights and a seven, that's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, uh, you guys should check out our sponsor nightchannels.com again, HMT at checkout gets you 13% off your order guys i really want to keep night channels as an advertiser so please check out these shirts and hoodies i i have their site pulled up yeah here. i mean they're also they're very affordable it you you use shirts to cover your skin right yeah listener yeah so use these shirts it's very yeah. simple there's i mean there's a lot of i mean the shirts that that i you know that i'm going to buy off of there that are really cool it's not just like horror and bands but like literature um, there's a couple cool 1984 shirts that are here. Into. I have, a, I have a, so they have a boatload of movie shirts, uh, and I have a couple of them pulled up here. So they have a Dune shirt with the sandworm and, and all of these are designs that, you know, I've, I've never seen before. So it's not right. like, it's not like something you, they have an alien, uh, alien shirt with the xenomorph and it says, um, uh, no one can hear you scream in space. They got uh, the Fantastic Planet, the Thing from 1982, Berserk, you know Berserk the the manga. Uh, they got Videodrome, Blue Velvet. They got a Critters Two shirt, the Critters Ball, <laughs> but it's got uh, it's got like Korean um, uh, lettering above it instead of it saying Critters, so it's kind of got this cool. I mean, they got oh, they got the Witch. Wouldst thou uh, like to live deliciously with mm-hmm. with uh, black? Philip there. Uh-huh. Um, Tetsuo, the Iron Man. I mean, it just... Oh, they have Hellraiser, the Chatterer. Um, and uh, we have... Yeah, there's just a... I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. It's it's really fun to, to browse and explore, to be honest. So, I mean, check them out. Nightchannels.com. You'll find something that you'll want to cover your tits with. Yeah, HMT at checkout gets you 13% off your order. Also, you guys... Uh, Valentine's Day is upon us, so make sure you're ready for, uh, wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for literally anything on that special day. That's Valentine's Day, the 14th. I always need a reminder because... 
I never know. Right. <laughs> I, I nothing. There is no literally almost no special days in my life. Uh, <laughs> uh, so two million men are already trusting Manscaped products to groom. So uh, make sure you're one of them. Uh, do not read host to talk about a time when he hurt his balls while manscaping or a funny manscaping story. You guys, I've told so many stories about my balls on this podcast that I, I'm not gonna. You, you just go back and listen yeah. to one of the other Manscaped ads because I, I, I've divulged too much already. You're right. already disgusted right. with me. Right. Um, if your girl can't think of what to get you this year, you know, maybe mention uh, Manscaped. And uh, the Perfect Package 3.0 is a, is a great place to start with that. Um, it's led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer technology, which has advanced skin-safe technology within it. So it's technology within technology. And it features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Mm. Can confirm. I've tried to injure myself with this thing. Can't do it. Not mm-hmm. going to be able to kill yourself with any Manscaped product. That's for sure. So make sure to use HMT at checkout to get 20% off your whole order and free shipping. That's with the code HMT. Your balls will thank you if you go to manscaped.com. So if you guys would like to support us, you can do so directly by heading on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. And from there, you can choose the level of patronage you would like to uh, to help us out with. And from there, you get access to our Afterpod, which is a whole nother series of podcasts that we've been doing for a long, long time, where we leave the mics rolling after the show and just talk a bunch about our lives. So... Um, also, if you're uh, if if you'd like to vote on what one movie a month for us to review, um, that's another perk of being a patron over there at Patreon.com. You guys should check out our resident artist Dustin Gobel. He's a professional artist who you all know he fucks very hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So make sure you contact him or at least follow him, follow him at dgobel00. That's at d g o e b. E-L-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Uh, tell him HMT sent you. And finally, if you guys would like to get a hold of us on the show, you can do so by by calling 682-253-4468. Leave us a voicemail on there. Oh, and if you'd like a shirt or a sticker or something, well, probably, I mean, I send you stickers if you sign up for, uh, for our Patreon, so that's probably it. A real good way to do that. But you can also head on over to HorrorMovieTalk.com slash shop to get merch. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into spoilers. 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 Yeah, so I I've had too much caffeine today already. I can I can feel <laughs> myself uh, I, like just kind of levitating out of the uh-huh. chair, <laughs> levitating um, like the mom did. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, w- would you ever would you ever have a room full of a bunch of mannequins with heads on them? Like I get needing mannequins if you make dresses and stuff, uh-huh. but the movie starts out with at, with like the mom's craft shop. And uh, and there's just a, a tremendous amount of mannequins in in this shot. And actually, it doesn't really get used for the rest of the movie, so it's kind of a red herring. Yeah, um, yeah. But- man. There's it actually reminds me of a personal experience I had, which is the weirdest work 
situation I've ever had was, uh, so I used to work at a check cashing payday loan company. Yeah. And one of the stores in Clackamas um, shared the building with a wig shop. <laughs> okay. And what was weird is they, the bathroom was in the wig shop and... The it, bathroom <clears throat> was in the wig shop? Yeah. So if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to go through the wig shop and she was very particular about, you know, she does not want us messing with those wigs. So, Ew! So, like, and it was almost never open. So it was always closed and dark and had, like, the security, you know, on. So, like, if you strayed from the path of directly from the door to door of the bathroom, like, the alarm would probably go off. But there's something about being in a dark wig shop. <laughs> Just all these, all these mannequin heads in like silhouette, like Jesus Christ, just running, running (laughs) to the bathroom. Yeah, not a good scenario if you got to take a shit. Or, or you just like do the math and it's like "Mm, maybe I'll just hold it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Good lord. Yeah. So I, I don't know. This I, I figured that this would be. Given that it started on this room full of mannequins, all with heads on them that were unnecessary, I, I was like, this is surely going to be a focal point of the movie. Yeah, it's kind of like in the uh, the turning. Where it's like, yeah, you got you got the mannequins. You're going to see those mannequin head turns. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, And then, you know, we kind of learned that this is on a on a farm, but not just any farm, a sheep farm. And then, <laughs> And if you're, you know, if you if you've watched more than a few horror movies, you you had a note about this sheep, not a good sign. Oh, I thought they were goats. I mean, I was pretty drunk. Uh oh, are they goats or I thought they were goats. I think they're goats. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there were goats. High five, man. <laughs> a goat? Well, that's even worse. That bodes yeah. even more poorly. Yeah, I think I that was my first note. Hold on. But uh, but yeah, I mean, sheep, goats, these are all, you know, essentially religious imagery that uh, and you got a whole farm of them. Yeah. My first note that I wrote down was goats are bad news. Yeah. Yeah, they sure are. Don't just don't mess with goats They're They have an in with Satan. Yeah. And and at the start, the, the movie really sets it up as a spooky place factor, you know, like it's this has this has serious spooky house vibes serious spooky place vibes it's it's a desolate place um what were your guys impressions of where this actually was right off the bat i want to insult some states right now um like the where i assumed the setting was yeah i mean i didn't really think of it but yeah kind of a dusty not super lush area for farms i was immediately thinking kansas (laughs) i don't know why i just think kansas when i see this kind of thing Mm. i think it's because of wizard of oz Mm. because those first scenes in the wizard of oz where it's like kind of dust bowl desolate dust bowl what what did did you have any thoughts about that ian honestly i I assumed it was texas (laughs) you assumed it was texas right out the door yeah i uh um i'm from kentucky so i am used to the uh, rural stereotypes and all that. Um, you can tell a big difference in like Texas, Mississippi, Alabama South 
Really? Versus like, oh yeah, man, accents, everything very different versus like, you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina. Yeah. Where, where yeah. do you reside now? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I'm in Lexington. We're uh, in Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and yeah. so did you have, did you, I'm sorry, did I, I missed what, you, what, where you said your guess was for. Oh, it was Texas. I oh, assumed it was. it was Texas. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it was actually um, shot in Texas. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. So, so bravo to both of you. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, um, this movie has a kind of a running theme where it's, it's got days of the week, right? So, mm-hmm. so it's kind of marked into chapters or, or days, I guess you would say, uh, days that are chapters. And then uh, we start on Monday. Um, the two kids, Louise and Michael, they're clearly worried about their parents. Their father's health is is failing. He's bedridden, and um, and so they're they're kind of home to help with the the care and upkeep of their their dad. But it seems like something's wrong with mom. It seems like, and and us as the audience is we're given clues as to no not not there's not necessarily something wrong with mom. There's something attacking the mother uh at first it's in the in the in the barn with the goats she's got like she's got all these little um trinkets and like uh you know horseshoes and bottles and stuff set up so that yeah like a trip wire yeah like a trip wire that that is intended to make sound and uh and this thing's going off constantly anytime you see this thing it's like oh god (laughs) yeah i don't know if that was like a is that a thing that's in a normal farm to just hear when goats are leaving or is that supposed to scare the goats off or is that just a this movie thing i don't know enough about goat farming to know whether that's weird or not i would imagine it's meant to create a barrier that spooks things that are trying to Mm. come in at night right so if if something walks into the barn it's going to hit that at least tap those and and make jingle jangles and scare Uh that thing and the important thing is when the sister and brother come home, the mom is not happy. She's like, I told you not to come. Yeah. And so, you know, in general, when your your father's dying and, you know, your mom wants you to be there in case he, you know, dies. Yeah. Uh, but not in this case. So that's even just that, you know, there's something wrong. Because it's it, you get the feeling of like she's trying to protect them, or like it's a bad idea for them to be there because something bad is going to happen. You know that was the vibe I was getting. Yeah, same here. Yeah, and and uh, the that's kind of confirmed <laughs> pretty quickly <laughs> right. because she's and I was trying to remember what movie this reminded me of. So she's at the cutting board. Uh-huh. Um, she's she's chopping up some carrots and immediately. Y'all probably know where this is going. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I think it's the Grudge 2020 yes. that did this exact same thing. Yeah, with, uh, what's her name? Lynn Shay. Is that what her name yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Lynn Shay. Very recognizable, horror mo- older horror movie actress that could have played the mother's role very well in this. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so she didn't want to be typecast as a finger <laughs> chopper. <laughs> I already chopped my fingers once this uh-huh. year. I'm not going to do it again. Um yeah, so so she's she's cutting up the carrot and immediately moves on to her own fingers. 
But doesn't just stop at, you know, cutting them off. No, she minced them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what kind of what kind of stuff really gets you in terms of uh, of uh, of scares in or, or making you feel uncomfortable is does this body horror do it or it does it or are jump scares more your deal or? Yeah, I wasn't uh, I wasn't a big fan of the fingers, um, mostly because after reading the synopsis and it talked about waking nightmares, I was hoping that was a dream or some hallucination and it was not. Yeah. Um, um, what got me, though, I'll back up just a little bit um, to uh, the intro with the mannequins and the goats. Right. Mm -hmm. So um the mannequins, the goats, and then there's that scene at the beginning just before the credits roll, the opening credits, um, where the chair ends up behind her. And um, I grew up in like that satanic panic period in the like 80s and 90s in an evangelical church. So I was like steeped in all this stuff. And I love that stuff now. It like fascinates me. But that empty chair behind her is like an occult symbol. Really? Uh, something's there watching you. Huh. Something's sitting in that chair. Um, so that, that really got me right from the beginning. I was like, oh, hell yes, this is going a direction I'm going to really like. That's so interesting. I, I had no idea that the, that an empty chair had symbolism in it and that, that it was enough to key you in on it. And there's two rules never, never sleep in a room with an empty chair. So throw something in that chair and never sleep in the, in a reflection Wow. Or where any part of your body's in a reflection. This is fascinating. Uh, what are yeah. these? What are these rules to? Where? Where is that? What is? I'm what honestly, is this? One of our one of our writers is like, um, um, you know, really into this. So she's taught us like a ton of kind of Appalachian uh, mountain witch kind of stuff. She's huh. really, yeah, yeah. She's she's super smart. She uh, grew up over there and. Um, um, there's a lot of great stories, a lot of great folklore, a lot of really, really eerie as fuck, like rituals and beliefs like that. Nice. Well, what happens if you put an empty chair in front of a mirror? At oh, night? fuck. Oh yeah. That just creates a, like, oh, a, man. maybe, it, maybe it's a cancel out. Maybe that's yeah. the only way to save yourself. Yeah. That creates an infinite loop uh -huh. in the, <laughs> in the devil and uh cancels devil. Hmm. This destroys the devil. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> just keeps him busy for eternity. Right. Wow, that's so my the extent of my knowledge about Appalachia extends to uh the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. That, <laughs> that's all I know about Appalachia or West Virginia like all of that that's the culture that I know. I've watched that movie yeah. maybe 5 or Appalachia 6 times. Appalachia is a fascinating place. It's everything from Pittsburgh, you know, a big modern city to the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. uh it's a fascinating region. I think my uh, only education on Appalachia is deliverance. You know? Oh, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Wasn't that Arkansas? I don't know. Don't that's the Ozarks. My <laughs> oh man, you can't you can't put deliverance on me. I thought that was I thought that was Appalachia. I guess I, I might I guess be wrong. You not. might be. See, see, we're from we're from the West Coast. I don't know. Where are the inbreds? Where are the <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? Where are they? I I just always associated Appalachia with inbreeding. Well, but, I mean, maybe that's maybe I was. You got to fit Florida at the in wrong there. target. You got to get Florida man in there. Right. You know. Uh, so uh, so yeah how how much uh, how much actually 
you know, I a couple of the episodes of 13 that I listened to included uh, little bits and pieces of the Satanic Panic, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is pretty interesting. Is that something you write about often? Um, it makes its way in pretty often, mostly because it scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, you know, I was taught to be terrified of that stuff, and now I'm fascinated by it. It's also kind of a, I guess, a little bit nostalgic in a weird way. I wonder how 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 old are you? Are you a little bit older than us? I'm 38. Okay, like we're the same age. Yeah, it's okay. kind of interesting. I, you know, yeah, technically I lived through the Satanic Panic, but it was not. It wasn't a big deal a on the West Coast to me. It happened on the West Coast earlier, though. Like it was like oh. 70s and 80s there. Okay. Like it made its way. Huh. I think this way. I'm from a little town, right? So everything happens like 10 years later there. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I I grew up Mormon, so it wasn't quite the same culture. We have our own like mm. just set things when it comes to evil spirits, but they're not very dramatic, you know, and um you never really hear about it or anything. Yeah. I I went to a little church in a little town and, uh, you know, all the satanic symbols and TV shows and movies and Hollywood is like all big satanic cabal or whatever. I grew up like in the middle of all that stuff. Um, I mean, that must've been a heyday for teenagers. Just like, just completely fucking shit up. It was like, all you got to do is you draw a pentagram and then everyone's going to lose their fucking mind. Yeah. Just write hail Satan on a wall. You got him. Yeah. Got him. Uh Oh, yay, David. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so we cut to Tuesday after mom has cut off her fingers. (laughs) Cut (laughs) to Tuesday. (laughs) And, uh, and she's, she's there hanging in the, in the goat barn uh, you know, they, so the kids stumble upon like the remnants of her tremendous traumatic finger injuries and they go looking for her and find her hanging in the goat barn. But, but the thing that struck me immediately about this scene was she was, there was nothing kicked over. There was nothing for her to get into the rafters with. Um, not that she was a tremendous amount off the ground, but you, I mean, you need to get higher than the ground. Yeah, I mean, they mentioned that later. It's like, it's really spooky that she, there's no way for her to climb up there. For me, I'm like, well, she probably just climbed up to the rafters and crawled over on top. Right. And then jumped down. It's well, pretty simple stuff. Well, shut the fuck up, man. I'm so irritated. I didn't catch that until they mentioned it later on either. And I was like, that was a big, like, whoa moment for yeah. me. I mean, you guys just don't think about suicide enough. Uh, <laughs> not, not true. So somebody in my family killed himself by hanging. So I think about it a lot. Oh, but I, but you see, I didn't, I didn't, I just don't think about rafters. That's right. My, that's right, my right. blind spot. Right. You know, see, so. I thought it, as a former electrician, you would have been thinking about. No, you know, didn't even think about rafters. It. I know spaces. I know it's fucking weird. Right. Um, anyway, so, so Tuesday is a, is a rather short day in the film and we move on to Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> The caretaker, kind of the hospice worker for uh, for the dad shows up and she adds a little bit of backstory for the kids about the mom. She's like, you know, your mom was saying some shit uh, that I didn't really like. And she would like sit next to your dad and like whisper shit into his ear. But it wasn't to him. It was like to someone else. So I don't know. She might have. She might have been a little screwed in the head, or it, it, it might have been something else. But regardless, it was rather disconcerting. Yeah, and 
they make a point to say that this family is not religious. Like her mom did not believe in God or, or any, they didn't get raised in a church or anything like that. So to have her start having these like kind of superstitious religious paranoia and they find it in her journal and stuff, uh, talking about, you know, basically Satan being upon her, um, it's really disconcerting. So, I mean, they just jump to like, okay, well, this is obviously some kind of mental break. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it reminds me of the feeling that I got the first time that I watched The Exorcist as a kid, uh, back when I still had my faith. And um, the feeling was terror that I, that maybe I didn't believe, like I believed in God, but maybe I didn't believe or maybe I didn't believe enough hmm. or, or something yeah. like that. Uh, like, like there were cracks in my, in my, in the foundation of my belief and with, and, and the devil would be able to work his way hmm. into one of those. Right. Because if it could happen to Linda Blair, then it could happen to some other kid. Uh-huh. Um, and this felt very, it, it was trying to tap into that same feeling for me. Um, you mentioned growing up, uh, in a, in a small church, Ian, do you still have your faith? No, that's, uh, that is long gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and y'all need Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you still have your faith, Bryce? Yeah. I still believe in God. I still, you know, yeah. It's still part of, not a large part as much as it was growing up or even like 10 years ago, but it's it's still there. And I'm curious. Um so I'll, first I'll pose this question to Ian. Does that do you find that having lost your faith that that this um effect works on you more or less? This this attempt to kind of like get into into your head with oh the devil can get you now. Does that work more or less now? I think it works more, honestly, because I can really like let myself enjoy the the uh-huh. show, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas before, like honestly, I was I was such a paranoid, you know, the devil's hiding around every corner kind of like kid that I couldn't have watched this movie and had fun um, because I'd be I'd be too worried about like I don't know praying through certain scenes where certain lines are being spoken that I I would think might somehow intrude and you know that kind of stuff yeah see that's interesting because you say it works it works more for you because you're actually because it sets you more at ease to to Mm -hmm. be able to watch the movie and and enjoy the entertainment value for me i don't have faith uh it 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 makes this much less effective because it's not something i'm worried about anymore Mm. it's probably a little bit about a little bit of um when you're religious and you believe in these things, that it is an actual threat that mm-hmm. like Satan, you know, is actively trying to attack you and get your soul. That when you watch a movie about Satan, you have to compartmentalize it because you're like, no, this is this is fiction, mm-hmm. just to be sure. <laughs> but while you're watching it, you're actively afraid of actual Satan taking over you. In real life, so I mean, I mean, yeah. When, it's when I was growing up, like a graven image to Satan. Watching the movie is like, right. oh shit! Like I shouldn't know <laughs> oh, this. Wow. Yeah, because I, I think about that like um, kind of the guidance was don't 
don't like indulge in these dark things. Right. Like you, you're kind of inventing, you're inviting trouble mm-hmm. by engaging with it at all. And I, I remember probably the, the biggest boogeyman, um, if anything about this stuff was like, absolutely never, ever fuck with a Ouija board. <laughs> just like, yeah. don't do anything because that's literally just inviting something in. And you hear all the spooky stories of like, Every time, basically any story that involved a Ouija board involved like, you know, (laughs) something real bad happening, you know, and it's like, oh, well, Satan took you. Satan, take the wheel. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's interesting how it kind of. So how does it do for you now? Um, I mean, that's still all that's still all in there. I don't necessarily believe it. It's like it's compartmentalized again. Yeah, it's like it's. being able to hold two beliefs yeah. that are contradictory in your head at the same time. Well, being adult jaded too kind of probably helps. Right. Because uh, if someone was to break out a Ouija board, I'd be like, okay, it's just us moving this stupid thing around letters. Like there's nothing. It's obvious what this is. Um, but also it's like. Uh, See, yeah. I. What, what about uh, <laughs> Mr. M- Mr. Howdy? Yeah. <laughs> we could be inviting Mr. Howdy in. I don't think I could do a Ouija board. I think it, I think I, I would. I mean, I I don't know. I, I did a Ouija board once, and it I was so it was so ingrained ingrained with fear around it that like when we left the house, I wouldn't let me or my friends go back in the house because I thought there was something spooky in the house. What's the right way to discuss doing a Ouija board without sounding silly? Because it's because you got. Because playing Ouija sounds yeah, wrong, too. Yeah, playing Ouija sounds wrong, but when you say do a Ouija board, it sounds yeah. like you're doing drugs or something. <laughs> I don't do... Well, Ian, you're the expert. Yeah. How do, what's the proper nomenclature <laughs> for doing Ouija? I don't Ouija? think I'm an expert. I don't know. I'm probably more on your side with uh, <laughs> um, the Ouija board. Like You do the Ouija? Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. Like Perform Ouija? <laughs> Perform Ouija. I like that. Um, um, I don't think I would do it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of them that's still still just really ingrained in there. Yeah. Someone needs to start making movies where kids get together and they play a Ouija board and nothing happens and then the plot is somewhere else. Like, <laughs> that never happens. No one ever just innocently plays with a Ouija board. That's, really. a, that's a really good point. Ouija is always used to infer menace. It'd be great if they like played the Ouija board, nothing happens, and then later in the night they play the game of life, and then all <laughs> this weird fucking shit starts going down. Like, oh no, you, your dog died, and all of a sudden in the corner, like Poochie, you just went. Burr. Oh shit, that <laughs> would be. Know. That's a really good idea. Patent pending, <laughs> trademark, uh, copyright. Um, so uh, so yeah, let's let's move on from the quidja that didn't happen in this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, so the kids decide to stay and take care of their ailing dad instead of sending him off to, you know, some sort of care facility because, quote, it is what uh, they wanted. So this is kind of a uh, infomercial for sending your parents to uh, to be taken care of by someone else. Yeah, I mean, I just went through this, so it's it's a little close to home. Um, man, it is so expensive, like having an in-home caretaker thing. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's taken care of with like insurance and stuff in terms of hospice. But when it comes to like the actual caretaking, 
Um, it is, it's pr- probably not possible for a majority of people to even have someone there during the day. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm sure it's extremely expensive, prohibitively expensive, but yeah, they're, uh, it's so burdensome that like, it's eventually you, you just need it. You know, that's what happened with us is like, I would, me and my mom took care of my dad, you know, I was bedridden and he could still, well, I guess not bedridden. He could still stand up and shuffle over to the potty, but then eventually gets to a point where like, okay, you can't get out of bed. And all of a sudden the difficulty increases exponentially. And, uh, yeah, yeah, bring in, bring in the Calvary. The good news is it doesn't last long. (laughs) Well, (laughs) at that point it didn't in your case. Yeah. Um, isn't it weird how if you have small kids, you can't refer to the toilet as anything but a potty? Yeah, right. It's like, the po- you, you, I got to go to the potty. It's like, uh, I mean, the toilet. I mean, crap factor. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so at this point, it really begins to ramp up. The scares start coming like they start getting intense. And my favorite ones are the ones where they see their parents. Right. Um and uh and this kind of gets kicked off with Louise. She's in the shower and uh and I forget what what happens to make her look outside. Oh, so she hears something out in the other room and she opens up the shower curtain and her dad is standing there yeah. with his eyes rolled back doing the wiggle wobble like he's wiggling <laughs> around all weird and he's pissing himself, which uh-huh. becomes a theme. Pissing yourself in this movie is what you do. Uh-huh. Everybody pisses their pants. All the cool kids. <laughs> Pissing your pants is cool. Right. And uh, and that, <laughs> I will, that was probably the most disturbing, I think that, well, no, not the most disturbing scene, but definitely the the biggest scare for me. Right. The white eyes. Yeah. Shaky head. What was the music video that I'm thinking of with that shaky head thing? Oh, it's got to be a Nine Inch Nails yeah, maybe it's Something. Nine Inch Nails or um, oh, Apex, Apex, Apex Twins. A- yeah, Apex Twins. Uh, or, you know what it probably Come is? Come to Daddy. Is that, is that the one? Yeah, well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Come to, oh, by the way, there is a t-shirt at nightchannels.com with that exact scene from right. the Apex Twin video. Yeah. But also, uh, Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson has that same uh, effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... This also would have been a great opportunity for a fake out. Like, it's also as disturbing for your dad to be outside of your shower. <laughs> oh, it could yeah. be like just a dementia patient Oof. wandering in. It's like, open the shower curtain. I want my jello. And Fuck, the- dad. <laughs> Get back in bed. <laughs> and there he is, rock solid. <laughs> um, yeah, and this kind of this kind of kicks things off. Uh, cause the mom at this point is dead, but for Michael, the son, the mom starts showing up like right around the house. Yeah. Like, and levitating and pissing herself. Yeah. That was, she's a cool kid. That was one of the coolest scenes to me. It's one of those, um, scenes where it shows you, it doesn't take much to be pretty disturbing, which is. He's looking out the window and in the distance in the field, like she's taking up a very small portion of the of the screen, 
you just see her standing out there and she's just she's levitating slowly levitating up yeah you know it's like oh jesus and there's piss coming down what it, how, which one of those landed for you uh ian out uh, just generally speaking in the movie the 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 visual scares with the mom and dad they both landed really good. They did a good job faking out in the shower, thinking that it was the brother who had like walked in the bathroom to like grab something because she was shouting like, "Hey, give me five minutes" or something like that. Oh yeah. And they didn't. They didn't like. There was no music to like build you up to it. It was a great just like boom jump scare. Um, I think that one got me more, but the mom was probably going to linger longer. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, and and. I was thinking about it because they were both pissing themselves <laughs> and and I, that I, there's something about that. But would it be more disturbing if they were just taking a big shit, <laughs> you know, like standing there and then you see just, you know, plop. yeah, plop. Uh, and it's like, oh, I mean, I mean, that would fuck me up. I'm not going to lie. I would be very upset. Right. Is, wh- yeah, we got to up the ante with these. I mean amateur hour with the pissing i mean that's really kind of a cliche now of pissing your pants of like oh no something's really wrong right i mean that happened in the exorcist too we gotta we gotta just start and uh you know stirring in some shit in there (laughs) right um just a little dash of shit so so they very well they find their mom's diary and the last page so her last entry in the diary says I know he's there in the darkness. Help me. Help me, please. He's killing David. David is the dad. And there's nothing I can do to stop it. Devil, devil, devil. He wants David's soul. And, um, and I love this. Uh, I love the, uh, the reference to. Yeah. Also my favorite Bowie song. What? Devil, devil. (laughs) Is that right? Is that the line? No, it's not. I don't think it is. Um, what is the line? What what's that song that I'm thinking of now? Yeah, I'm, Rebel Rebel. Oh, That's what it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, at this point we get a bunch at this point it's like it's just turns into the scare factory, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh it's imagery or or tension at night. Um spiders start crawling out of the dad's mouth at one point while yeah. while Louise is taking care of her dad and she sees this it's it's it looks like one of the little spiders from arachnophobia which is uh-huh. a very specific like spider look uh-huh. and uh and they, they keep kind of like running out of his mouth that was really effective for me I, lo- I love the that's a was a nice little touch where cuz this is kind of the introduction of like Okay, stuff is, they're really starting to, like, hallucinate pretty bad, but they don't want to reveal it to each other. Right. You know? So, like, this is the the scene after, or the ending of the scene where her brother comes in and is like, what's wrong? Why are you screaming? It's like, oh, I I saw a spider. It's like, that's not quite what happened, but, you know, kind of want to undersell that you're going insane. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the, um... I'm curious in to find out. Um, so the first time we get to meet the priest, what were you, what was your feeling initially about the priest? This priest shows up to the house, and he he begins telling uh, the kids, "Hey, you know, I, I tried to reach out to your mom." But what was your feeling the first time you saw that priest? I got like a real menacing vibe from that priest. Um, 
like right from the jump. I did too. He was yeah. really unkempt and he seemed uh, dirty. Yeah. Did he have mm-hmm. a, did he have a hat on? I think so. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, I was getting, I'm getting real like uh what is it? Kane vibes. Is that who it's in poltergeist two? Oh yeah. The, the poltergeist two priest and three actually technically the wide smile man. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the priest showed up and he immediately felt off, but, um, he, he didn't do anything that was, he basically said, you got, y'all need to find Jesus. And then, uh, and, and that's, if you don't, if you don't think that, that the devil did this to your mom, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And then he, then he left, Mm -hmm. but then he shows back up at like 3am after, I think it was, I think this, was this the time when, when the lights got turned on and off or got turned on several times? Okay. Okay. Now now we need to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm jumping around here a little bit, but I was so irritated at the point where, uh, Michael's in bed. He's asleep. It's, it's the middle of the night. The lights turn on and it wakes him up and he just gets up and goes to turn them off. (laughs) And I was like. If the fucking lights turned on in my room in the middle of the night, there's no way I would go to sleep, go back to sleep. I would be looking everywhere to find the source of that. Well, how did, did that strike you guys the same way? I was pretty faded at this point, so, <laughs> so did, I honestly don't remember it. What about you, Ian? Yeah, it got, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah, honestly that went over my head a little bit. Yeah, I I, I didn't pick up on that. I uh, yeah, because then he goes to bed and the lights turn on again. David's kind of uh, hyper vigilant when it comes to this stuff, and if something's that overt, and like that's just not going to fly. No, the thing that's probably the most unrealistic for me is like if the lights came on in the middle of the night while I was asleep, I would lay there trying to close my eyes hard enough to fall back to sleep uh-huh. because I have a two year old. Uh, and uh, try to ignore the lights. Yeah, right. so yeah, it would take me ten minutes to get up and try and turn them off. Dude, th- that which brings us to another. So we both have, we all have kids of the, of similar ages. Having kids is like having a horror movie in your house, yeah. <laughs> especially if they're not if they're not in a crib. They just get up and walk around the house wantonly at night. It's like oh yeah, and there's there's like almost a phase of of uh toddlers where they just go through a real like unintentionally menacing phase where you just you're sitting there in a dead sleep but then you like feel the like light breathing on your neck and you jerk from awake and you just see this child looking over you like it's just planning yeah, it's, something. It's horrible. It's yeah. it's the worst. My daughter won't do it anymore because she has shocked me awake, um, and my reactions are so violent. And uh, like, uh, like I'm, ba- I'm I, I turn into Bruce Lee every uh-huh. every time I get woken up. She's like, just tired of getting thrown into the wall. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. But uh, so as it turns out, the uh, the priest shows up again at night and. Um, and he he uh, he kind of says so he says you know you guys should come outside come on outside oh yeah and uh, and after the the next day and and the, the next day she gives him a call she calls his card and he and he and he's like how'd you get the who are you what 
how'd you get the number to my hotel room in some other state? You know, I'm in like uh-huh. Chicago or uh-huh. something like that. How, who are you? And she's like, well, you gave me your card. And he's like, I'm, I'm in Chicago. I haven't left here. So it wasn't, it wasn't actually the priest that showed up to their house. Spooky. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was actually my favorite scare of the movie. Yeah. Um, the sound on it, his voice, when it comes, what's he say? Um, yeah, he's standing out there. It's a, it's a big buildup. You're expecting something, right? And they come at you with something more subtle than you're expecting, but that subtle, I don't know, something yeah. in the way they did the sound on his voice. Um, when he, when he, when he delivers that line was real great. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of restraint in this movie because it never, um, it never shows the thing necessarily. Right. And mm-hmm. when it does show the thing, it's through possession kind of, right. um, it's, it's whatever this, this heinous thing. And it's, it's hinted at that. It's actually Satan, mm-hmm. uh, just possesses the people around them or, or makes things up out of thin air. So, so their, their senses, they can't trust them because now there are no rules. Uh Like if, if, if there's a person that shows up, it very well could be a real person, but it just as reliably could be whatever this thing is that's haunting the house. And they hear, they hear wolves every night outside. This is a constant theme of howling. And yeah. uh, and that kind of signals the the uh, the arrival of whatever this is. I love that you know Satan is his mission is to you know destroy humankind and have all of our souls, and he does this by targeting a very 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 small <laughs> and insignificant goat farm in Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, just got to get them one at a time. <laughs> and then also, just like at a certain point how many more people can come to this door, you know, um, <laughs> right. you know, I don't care if it's Texas in the middle of nowhere, it's still 2021. <laughs> you call before you go over. Right? right. Right. How many people just show up at this door that you've never met before? And you're just like, Oh, another person I should give the benefit of the doubt to. I mean, really who should be knocking on the door is Mormon missionaries. Dude, they're pretty exactly much the only right. ones left. For real. Do you I would not in a white shirt with a little book of Mormon. Uh-huh. I don't know what you're doing here. Not even Satan has the balls to show up <laughs> <laughs> as two 18-year-old Mormon missionaries. Well, Satan actually wants to get in. <laughs> I was driving down the road the other day and I saw uh um I'm sure that they were just helping this person out, but I saw like four Mormon missionaries standing around under the hood of a car uh-huh. looking underneath there. And I was like, this is the punchline to a joke, but I just cannot uh-huh. think of the, the ramp up. I'm sure they were just helping somebody out, but yeah. Yeah. They're always so sweet. Like every, every time. Oh, oh, I, my favorite Mormon missionary story is when I lived in an apartment complex, they would come by all the time and I would just accept the book uh-huh. uh, every time be like, cool. Right. And, uh, and this th- one time <laughs> throw it in the pile. <laughs> right. I and, think everyone has a book of Mormon pile in their house. And one time these, th- it was very strange because two girls showed up and mm. I was like, huh, that's, that's different. But they were like, do, do have you heard of? And I was like, Oh yeah, one moment. And I went and got all my books of Mormon, including like ones in Spanish and uh-huh. like <laughs> German and shit. And like, you mean this Book of Mormon? And they're like, oh, I see. Uh, 
so the other guys have already been here. I was like, yeah, a few times. Um, anyway, uh, so at this point, it just it just kind of uh, becomes real hot and heavy with with lots of lots of different scares. There there's a, a neighbor nearby that shows up, and she's Satan. Everybody's Satan, and um, and so we can kind of uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start wrapping up this story here. Uh, the hospice nurse shows up one last time, and and it's kind of there's a setup, right? Which is. No one should die alone is kind of the 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 final. Mm, uh, I guess you would say the uh, the emotional push of this movie and kind of what's keeping uh, Satan at bay is the kids' willingness to to stick with their father, who apparently the devil seems to want, e- even through this horrible bullshit. Well, that's there's some some cracks in that when Michael decides to leave. And this gets to the most fucking impressively disturbing part of this movie for me was when Michael leaves, he calls his sister Louise and he's like, look, I'm out. And she's like, I can't believe you've you've done this to me. He's like, I knew you would stay. I have a family. I got kids. I got to go home. I got to see him. I can't I can't be like killed by the goddamn devil. <laughs> I got kids. And so he heads home. Oh, this crushed me. He heads home and uh oh yeah, that's right. And he walks into his family uh mutilated, um killed by the mom, by his wife. Uh his two little girls have apparently been stabbed uh to death by their mom and she's dead on the floor as well. Uh how did this strike you, Ian? This was a good this was a good payoff. Um uh, are, are we telling? Are we talking about the whole scene? How it happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he comes in. He sees the two the two girls and the mother. Um, you know, he breaks down, pulls out that knife, and uh, um, kills himself. And as he's dying, looks back at the table where they were, and they're gone. And then they're walking in the door, alive and well. Uh, you know, just when you think you're out of the the range of whatever influence this thing had on you, um, yeah, that was that was rough. That was the twist to end all twists for me. I mean, I don't know yeah. why I didn't see it coming, but I think it's because I was so focused on my own emotional. Uh, like I, I just get very attacked. I, I I just take on. I become the character in any movie that I watch, and so. Uh, when I'm seeing Michael experience this horrible, uh, you know, realization that his family is, is all dead. I'm like, Oh my God, what would happen if, if I walked home, if I came home and my whole family was murdered by my wife? Oh my God. Oh, it's so, it's so emotionally impactful. And then, and then they're gone and you realize it's, it was all just a, um, it was just a ruse and uh and you've killed yourself for no reason and now you've not only have you killed yourself for no reason but your family has to walk in and experience the thing that you just uh crushing at this mm-hmm. point were you uh able to to see this with any sort of uh reliability Bryce given um your- uh, yeah i remember it uh, okay <laughs> no yeah it was it's a cool um it's a cool payoff and yeah really like tragic you know one of those things just the devil lying and tricking i mean this guy's a real jerk 
<laughs> yeah, whoever this guy is that's haunting him. What a dick. Um, yeah, and then the hospice nurse is basically, is it becomes possessed and uses the crochet needles to mutilate herself. Um, and essentially, uh, that's... This part I do not remember. Okay. I don't remember that. Do you remember this, Ian? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Remember, you guys remember? Yeah. And then I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the way this movie ended, which is, um, Louise is by her dad's bedside and, you know, seemingly the, she has chosen to stay with her father, which according to kind of the rules that the movie has been playing so far by being, by intentionally being with the person and, and not abandoning them, you're holding Satan at bay. That's kind of the rules, but I guess also the rules are you must believe in God or something like that because it finally ends up possessing the dad and the dad jump scares her to death <laughs> out of his, out of his bed. And I didn't, I felt that like that was a kind of a cheap ending for this whole thing. I, I would have liked to have, if it had been left, um, Ambiguous. Ambiguous. Yes, thank you. Did how did you how, how did it strike you? Um, I don't really remember the ending <laughs> very much. <laughs> but if I were to choose an ending, I probably just like end it with the dad's death, and then nothing else happens. It's like it was something related to him specifically, and then now it's gone, which would be more like devastating because then you're just left. Yeah. Like you're the lone surviving person in your family. Yeah. And you just lost everyone. Ugh. And now like, well, you made it through. You you didn't kill yourself. You didn't get possessed by the devil, but good oh. luck with your life. That, yeah. that would have been more dreadful. That would have matched the tone a little more, I think. Yeah. What about, what about you, Ian? Yeah, that's honestly what I thought was going to happen. I thought we were going to have like you know, kind of uh, uh, the father dying and kind of have that death rattle scene, you know, and um, I don't know, maybe lights coming on or something that sends some some music to symbolize that it's all over and she's kind of left with the wreckage of it all. Mm. Um, but that is not what happened. Yeah. She was, in fact, jump scared to death, <laughs> um, which is a phrase I'm going to use from now on. <laughs> I'm stealing that from you. Uh, yeah, I actually skipped over one of the, one of the more impressive scenes in this movie, which was the, uh, the goat mutilation. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. The whole herd of goats just gets absolutely massacred by something at night. And, uh, but, but kind of the scene that, uh, that fucked with me on this was the way they learn about it, which was a single goat comes limping, limping back to them minus a leg. And, and it's just, uh, it's Bleeding pretty good, you know, as you would if you lost a leg. Uh -huh. And uh, and that goat, I mean, surely they found a goat with three legs and then make up it up. But it, uh, for some reason, mutilating live animals and, and just the imagery behind it, it always fucks with me. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, so final recommendations for this movie. Do you guys have any any opinions on who should watch this movie or who should steer clear of it? Yeah, I mean, if you like the occult, like, possession-type movies or just dark, moody movies, this is definitely one to check out. Uh, I mean, I think the, you know, if you liked um, Black Coat's Daughter, this is very similar in, like, 
pacing and tone. So, like, if you're bored and you didn't think there was enough happening in Black Coat's Daughter, there's more happening in this in terms of scares. Um, but yeah, pr- pretty much the same mood in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. What about what about you, Ian? Yeah, I would honestly. I, I don't think I have anything to offer past that. Yeah, that's that's a pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If uh, if you guys, I, I don't know, like this movie definitely does a thing that I'm not a super big fan of, which is this unrelenting sadness. Hmm. It's just this no break from the horrendous like situation that everyone's in. Uh-huh. I, I like a little bit of the Steven Spielberg, like light levity <laughs> for a moment. It was just kids with a shark fin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No spooky fun. Right. Maybe I've just seen too many Steven Spielberg movies lately that I'm <laughs> like, uh, I really would like a joke thrown in every now and then, but um, yeah. So yeah, I eat, I eat this shit up. Like when it's just unrelenting sadness, I'm like, mm. Oh really? Yeah. Is that so? Like, I don't. I don't know what what it is. It's it's kind of one of those things where, like, I realize, yeah, Aaron never wants to watch these movies with me. Mostly because they're just fucking heavy. They're, yeah, they're heavier and they're sad. Like, there's a, uh, I don't know why. I, it makes me feel, you know, yeah, deeper than yeah. other stuff. I mean, it's so rare to find a movie like Lion, oh. where it's devastating and uplifting. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, finding like tragic subjects like Manchester by the sea or uh-huh. there's like a, there's a Netflix movie out right now that I want to see, which is basically about a, a, uh, home birth that went tragically wrong Ugh. and like the fallout of that. It's like, well, why don't you just subject yourself to like absolute and very realistic human misery? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. More of that, please. How, how do? Where do you fall on on this total misery uh, train thing, Ian? I think I'm more on your end. Um, I like to lighten it up just so that you can, so that you can bring it back down. You know, the the unrelenting aspect of it is a little rough after a while. The good thing is it's like a 90 minute movie too, so it doesn't right. keep you running for too long. But if this were a two hour, two hour movie, it would have gotten pretty heavy for a while yeah if you're gonna i absolutely agree if you're gonna stretch a movie to two hours long it, be, it better be worth it um yeah. uh with that let's move on to frankie mcdonald or horror movie so we've played this game once before it was a huge hit for me uh <laughs> i enjoyed it a lot uh so so we're gonna play it again god damn it uh, Frankie McDonald or horror movie is a game where I'm going to pit you guys against each other and you have to guess if the clip that I'm playing is Frankie McDonald, YouTube, uh, weather enthusiast. Are you familiar with Frankie McDonald, Ian? I'm not. Holy shit. Well, buckle up. Buckle up. All right. So this, this dude will give you weather advisories, uh, based on your area. So like sometimes, sometimes we live in Vancouver, Washington, mm-hmm. and sometimes he'll say, Vancouver, Washington, there is a big storm coming your way. Make sure you have lots of Chinese food. You order your Chinese food out and you have your raincoats. And so he'll tell you what to do. Uh-huh. And, you know, okay. uh, it's a public service. It's a public service. Uh, so you got to guess if these clips are Frankie McDonald or 
a horror movie. And he's from Nova Scotia. He is from Nova Scotia. But he uh, provides okay. a service to, you know, the world. The world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. The um, worldwide service. So um, you get one point for guessing whether or not it's Frankie or a horror movie. And then you also get another point if you guess which movie it is or what Frankie is doing. Uh-huh. All right. Because a lot of these in a lot of these clips, Frankie is actually doing something because he doesn't just provide weather announcements. He also uh, has entertain. You know, he has entertaining videos that are just solely meant to entertain. So, without okay. without, are you guys any questions? No, I, I think we're good. good to go. Okay, okay. So here is the first clip. Is this Frankie or a horror movie? Here we go. It sounds like a spaceship is coming. Oh my god, the aliens are here! Oh my god, there's more aliens! There's more aliens. The, the spaceship just bypassed the asteroid 1997 XF11. It's been through other galaxies. Oh my god, there's more spaceships. Oh my god, spaceships are creating tornadoes. Oh my god, there's more flying saucers and spaceships. Now this this is a good clip because it's. I mean, it has elements of. It could be either. Right. Could be either. Right. Mm. Okay, so our guest goes first. Uh, Ian, <laughs> do, you, do, you think, uh, do you think this was Frankie McDonald, or do you think this was a horror movie? Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah. I didn't hear any sound behind it, so I'm going to think it's uh, Frankie. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's taking cues, uh, kind of professional Oh, no. <laughs> Did it do wrong? What's that? Oh, no, 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 you're good. Okay, so, Bryce, what do you think? Um, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't ask him the qualifying point. And so you think this this was Frankie, and what do you think was happening to Frankie? Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Uh, uh, there were aliens and tornadoes. Um, I think he's up on a high place looking I, out over something. I think I think uh, that's a, a qualifying answer. Okay, uh-huh. Bryce. Yeah, I, I also think it's Frankie McDonald, and he was um, embattled by alien spaceships and trying to shoot them down. Yeah, I'll accept that. Yeah. They, they the alien spaceships were creating tornadoes. You're both right. All right, you two both, points for both of us. You both get two points. Okay, here is you know our, one of these days Frankie's going to be in a horror movie and it's really going to fuck up this game. Dude, Frankie has action figures now. <laughs> You can buy a Frankie doll. You can buy a Frankie action figure for real. Like he's been on, he's been on, he's had something like 30 or 40 appearances on different weather stations around the, the United States and Canada. Wow. Yeah. He's a big deal. Um, okay. Here is our second clip. Is this Frankie McDonald or a horror movie? Oops. Oh, I got, I got it on set wrong. Here we go. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Ian go first. Actually, no. It's Ian went first uh, last time. So Bryce, you go ahead. It's real hard, but mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I recognize that voice. It's not Frankie. Oh. Um, so it's going to be a horror movie, 
It's Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Okay, and good guess. So, something involving TV. It sounds like he's ripping through something. So maybe he's like cutting. No, it's got to be. It's got to. So you think this is a horror movie? Uh huh. And which horror movie do you think this is? Oh, which horror movie? Yeah. Um. Nightmare on Elm Street. Three. Okay. Dream Warriors. No, 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 no. It's um. A new nightmare. Okay. Okay. Uh, good guesses. Uh, Ian, what do you think? So I actually know the scene. <laughs> um, it is Dream Warriors, and he is smashing somebody into a TV that he has personified and, and made come to life. Right. This is not Frankie. This is Freddy, and Ian is correct. He gets the extra point. This is... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Wow. Yeah. This is one of the most iconic Freddy scenes. So. See, that's the thing. Like, never change your answer on a multiple choice. No. You're always right the first time. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So Bryce has three points and Ian has four. Oh, this Damn is going to be embarrassing if he beats oh, you. I don't know. Um, okay. Third clip. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, uh, Ian, do you think that was Frankie McDonald or a horror movie? I think I'm going to go with Frankie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, man, what is he doing? It's a good question. It's hard to tell. That's a good question. Is he open in a jar? Okay. Okay. Good guess, yeah. Bryce. Yeah, you go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I need to try to pull ahead. Would you like to hear the clip one. again, or? Um, no, I can I can remember it. So I'm hearing mooing. Ooh. I'm hearing mooing. Oh. Um, I think this is a horror movie. Oh. And it's fire in the sky. <laughs> so it's like the aliens. Uh, right know, picking up the picking up the cows mutilating the cows or whatever right as one as they do well uh i can see why you might think that um but no i'm afraid ian god damn it is uh ian is right this is frankie mcdonald but he did not he's not opening a jar he's pretending to be a cow all right uh yeah he's okay. he is saying moo so one one point awarded to ian i can't remember how i think he has five points now and you have three all right um, fuck yeah. Do you have a Do you have a pen so I can keep? This is really important. I have to keep track of. Um, thank you. Okay. So Ian, I'm, I'm gonna have you down with one, two, three, four, five points, and Bryce. How many How many one, questions two, are left? Three, do I have a chance to pull ahead? Oh hell yeah! Yeah. There's okay. There's four t- clips left. Here okay. we go. Number four. Okay, this may be difficult. Uh, Bri- or who do? Oh yeah, I Ian. 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 You get go ahead and guess first. Wow. Um, I'm going to say this is a horror movie. Okay. And hard one. I know. Which, yeah. which, which horror? I, I've movie? got. I've got like. I've got like going down a river. 
I get like a mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark vibe from mm-hmm. it. So something maybe like maybe like the Mummy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You think this is from the Mummy? Is I, it- I, I, I sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll go with that. Yeah. Okay, Bryce. I also think it's from a horror movie. This is almost cheating because we just reviewed this movie. It's Jaws. We didn't just review the Mummy, so yeah, you're wrong. No, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. So one point for Ian. It is a horror movie. Uh, two points for Bryce. So Bryce is now only one point behind. Bryce right. has five and Ian has six. Okay, great, great, great guesses. I like them. Okay, here is the fifth clip. Fifth clip. Here we go. Great actual physical <laughs> contact. Can you move? Ray, Ray, come in. <laughs> a lot of names there. Mm. So do you suppose this is Frankie? Uh, this goes to Bryce? Yeah, Bryce. Uh-huh. Is this Frankie or a horror movie? Um, I mean, Frankie's got such a distinct voice. Yeah. Like, so easy to pick him out. Um, I believe that this is a horror movie, and I believe it's Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay, and... Uh, Ghostbusters 1. Okay, good, good. I, I like the uh, clarification. Ian? I also think it's Ghostbusters. So that means you think it's a horror movie as well, okay. Yes, uh, yes. Okay, Could you be Frankie reenacting Ghostbusters, just I, to be clear. I know. <laughs> yeah, this was actually... Good, good job, both you guys. You both get two points. Um, the lead remains with Ian, but only by a single point. This mm. is the first Ghostbusters where Slimer slimed uh bill uh murray yeah Venkman. is that right yeah it's peter Mm -hmm. Venkman. peter Venkman. yes uh okay okay here we go six clip almost to the last clip here here we go okay guys i'm gonna do a tornado siren once again Okay, um, Ian, was that Frankie McDonald or a horror movie? I think that was Frankie. And w- and what do you suppose Frankie was doing there? He, he seemed to be imitating a tornado siren. Okay, that's a good guess. Oh. I don't know if it's correct yet, but I, uh, I, I agree with Ian. It's Frankie imitating a tornado siren. Okay, this is really going to come down to the last question because yeah. you guys are both right. That was Frankie McDonald imitating a tornado siren okay here we go okay this is for do they do they have tornado sirens where you're from ian oh yeah 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 how I, accurate was that was that uh imitation <laughs> um ours are more like uh uh they have more of an air raid siren kind of quality to them can you imitate it <laughs>
Frankie or horror movie? Okay, guys, we're going to do it. Guy being surrounded by wasps and dogs. <laughs> a lot of wasps and dogs. <laughs> There's German shepherds and golden retrievers upon range. <laughs> They're jumping on me. I better run. There's a lot of wasps. <laughs> the dogs are jumping on me. <laughs> That clip goes on for two minutes. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um. I think it's. I think it. Bryce's yeah. turn. Yeah, Bryce. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a horror movie, mm-hmm. but the fact that the narration of everything that's happening it feels more like Frankie McDonald. Okay. So I'm going to say Frankie McDonald, and in this clip, he's being attacked by wasps. Okay. And dogs, specifically German Shepherds, Golden Retrievers, and Pomeranians. (laughs) You got... And he's running away. uh, You got very specific with that. That's that's good. I like that. Um, Ian, what is your guess? Uh, I I agree. I think um, specifically, though, I'm going to go with uh, Golden Retrievers, uh, uh, a little Jack Russell, and uh, Yellow Jackets. Mm. Mm. So... um, I mean, you're both you're both right on both counts. They are wasps and dogs. Um, he does at one point name the dogs, but I didn't. Have, you know, we're not getting into. Uh-huh. So I'm sorry, Bryce. Um, Ian wins by one point. He has 12 points, and you have 11. Oh. But I mean, to be honest with you, we're all winners because who doesn't love a good rousing game of Frank McDonald or horror movie? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. With that, uh, thank you very much for listening to Horror Movie Talk. We sure do appreciate you. Special thanks to 13 Podcast. Uh, you can find them at 13podcast.com. Ian, th- Ian Epperson, thank you so much for coming on our show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, and would you like to give any, any final plugs? Uh, yeah, just uh, find the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and I um, would uh, love to have you. Love to have you. Yeah, so you guys, thank you so much for listening. Share this episode with a friend if you'd like to help us out. Also, you can help us out uh, financially by uh, shopping on Amazon after you go to our website, horrormovietalk.com, and clicking on the link at the top of the banner. It says, buy stuff on Amazon. And just bookmark that link and, and use it to, you know, to do all your Amazon shopping every day that you buy bullshit on Amazon. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that will go to us. Of course, also, you can support us by heading on over to patreon.com slash horror movie talk become a patron get a bunch of stickers and a thank you card in the mail that's somewhat demeaning to bryce uh and um and uh you know uh become a patron just do it and with that call, give us a call at 682-253-4468 we love you very much have a great week we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye 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 Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror Movie Talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Put
Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face hugger, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex burden. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines take old bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Okay, guys, we're gonna do a guy being surrounded by wasps and dogs. A lot of wasps dogs going. There's German shepherds going to dreamers upon range. They're jumping on me. I better run. There's a lot of wasps. The dogs are jumping on me. More dogs. There's a lot of.